What are you doing? Waiting for you to say start. Are you rolling your eyes? Yeah. Rolling your eyes at me? Absolutely. How dare you roll your eyes at me? All right, I'll pick them off put the them floor. Put them back on your... <laughs> oh, we the same joke. Well played. <laughs> I was just going to say, you put them back Ah, your... nice. <laughs> Again, it's 392. Uh, we're, we're all synced up. We are psychic. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Edrick. And we are recording this uh, late. Pretty late. late. Pretty it, late. Well, it is pretty late. Late-ish. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, the last two days. Yeah. I can't count for the rest of them. I can't account for how much I've had. You can't but, account for any time. I just don't remember. You've but been I've, abducted by aliens and you have some lost time. <laughs> lost time. Don't probe me. I, uh, I've, had, I've had eight hours sleep the last two days. Oh, we'll get more sleep tonight. Yeah, that's then. my plan. I was going to. All right, we're going to make this. Look at this. It's late. We're going to make this a tight. Uh, we're going to do an 90. hour, everyone. It's going to be an hour show. Uh, Half hour. Little, a little over. A little over. Uh, we're going to do it's like ninety minutes. Strong tight. Strong ten minutes. And then, of course, we get to the ninety minute mark. As usual, you will go. Hey, you know, I want to talk about something. <laughs> why not? So uh, they. Oh, I tell you why. Because you only got eight hours sleep in I the last really, couple nights. I like. I like to talk. I, I understand I that, but you should also secret. sleep. Sleep is so important. Sleep is. You know what? Sleep is overrated. Nope. No, it's not. No, it's. it's you know what Warren Sivan said? Uh, what? He said, "I'll sleep when I'm dead." Okay. How's he doing now? He's dead. He mm. get all the sleep he wants. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> listen. W- uh, give me a give me a health note from someone who's uh, still alive that says that. <laughs> who, who wasn't a raging cocaine addict in the sure. 70s? That's the other thing. Yeah. That's yeah. You, that also can, encourages not sleeping. You. Uh, I, don't, I don't do drugs, everyone. Let you me know, ask you, know you this. Say. Let me ask you this. I say, say no to Mr. T. This is this this is this show should just be called. <laughs> let me ask you this. Okay, you are a non-drug uh, guy. You are anti. I mean, you enjoy I, like an, an occasional baby aspirin. You know, I don't uh, even do that. You don't when you got a headache. You don't take an I aspirin. I don't take aspirin. Okay, um, I don't really get headaches. Very good. All right. I'm the but, picture of health, everyone. Yeah, eight hours sleep in two two days. Um, <laughs> Here's here's my question to you. What's your question? Uh, and I will include marijuana in this, uh, even though it is now fairly legal. Uh, if you were to do an illegal drug, yeah, which one Acid. would it be? Acid. Yeah. Okay. That would be your one of choice. Yeah. And just uh, just for the one time, just to Robert Crummett and see uh, that's right. See what shakes out. Just, well, that's a problem with acid, though, is it can really permanently affect you in ways that aren't great. Mm-hmm. Um, there are you know lots of incidents of people losing their marbles taking drugs like that and not you know even just one time can can you know flick a switch in your mind i don't know what happened now and i often wonder if it if it um triggers like latent conditions that you know might may, may or may not have come out anyway mm-hmm. but i think at this late date in my life that is unlikely to trigger well you know, I, a bipolar condition or okay you know. i only i only did it once uh and when I was when I was on it, it uh, aside from here's here's one thing that I was like, oh, that's new, okay. which was the constant color shifts. Like like colors would just change. Mm. Everything everything would change. Like the color palette would just yeah. like shift. Yeah. Um. So there was that. Uh. But aside from and you get like uh dry mouth got they got that. But aside from that, when I was like looking at things and they would say melt or something would be coming out of something and leading it to something else. Yeah. That stuff that I always was able to do as a kid, like okay. you just stare at the wall and stare at a picture until it moved. Mm. And uh, when I was a, when I was a kid, kid, I used to hallucinate pretty good, like when the lights went off or or what have you, and I'd see things and it, they would seem very real. Yeah. And when I was uh, when I was on acid, I was like, oh, it's just back to this. This is the same thing <laughs> that I had when I was a kid. Sure. It just like linked to that, and I wondered if oh, 
if there was something that I had as a kid that was what people normal like maybe it was just a unique experience for me yeah but is it the same thing that this unlocks something but i had unlocked it in a different way as a as a as a child okay with the uh with the hallucinations i just assumed that all kids saw stuff like because because parents would say things like oh you're just you're just seeing things or you know <laughs> you see a monster in the closet or okay. you, you see something you're just like making it up you know it just seems to be a thing that everyone was like yeah kids see stuff and i'm like later on i went like did you see stuff as a kid? Nope. No, I wouldn't I, see, I wouldn't see I stuff like that. I'm like, oh, well, that was mm. wrong information I got as a, as a, as a youth. <laughs> you didn't all just see like the moon at the end of your bed from the friendly giant like hovering there. And then when your parents came in, it would disappear. You wouldn't get that? Nope. Okay. Yeah. That was a, that was a just to me. Maybe if I, if I had lived in a different time, I probably would have gotten medicated for some of that business. I think acid, you know, when you say the, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but. If if I was going to, it is because right. it and wouldn't hypothetical. It wouldn't involve gross smoking, which you know most weed you have to, unless I guess you had it as brownies or something. Yeah, like an, an edible, edible yeah. yeah. But it involves smoking, which I find really gross. Right. Instead, you just take something, put it on your tongue, wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, heroin or cocaine have have the addictive element to them, and I'm a highly addictive person, so. Mm-hmm. That seems like a you know running along a cliff's edge that I don't need to do at this. I think when it comes to <laughs> cocaine and heroin, most people are are uh, very addictive to those specific things. Yeah, but I'm just saying, just in general, in in life, I have a highly addictive personality. So what the what, idea what adding, brings you to say that? Was that something a doctor told you, or is that no, something you just, just feel about yourself? Yeah, I just kind of noticed that I I'm a high, very obsessive person. So okay. I can obsess over things and then just, you know, move on to something else and obsess over that for a while. Is there something that you've been addicted to? Like, you don't have to tell us if you don't want to, but like substance wise that you went like, oh, this is getting out of control. I better pull back on that. No. Sugar or something. Well, I mean, sugar. Sure. Uh, And you can cold turkey it for like a month and a half. Yeah. It's, it's, it's takes some willpower. Okay. But once I've lost that, that kind of framing device of Lent, I have a hard time not. Because I did want to like kind of keep on a no on a low sugar diet mm-hmm. um, through through the summer, and I, I've I've had some issues with that, especially this week. But that this could be I was away on the weekend, and I was at a place where where you went to Chocolate Land. <laughs> went to Chocolate Land. <laughs> Finally, no, I went away for the men's weekend. Okay, it was a, you went to your men's rights group. I went to my men's men's group meeting. We held hands around a fire and sang Kumbaya. Mm-hmm. We feel much better about ourselves. Kumboya. <laughs> yes that's what we saying and no it's the fun fun it was my it's my brother-in-law's birthday weekend is what it is so okay he invites various males that he knows and we all come up there for for a, a manly get-together all right now i haven't done a lot of manly stuff lately me uh, neither since uh, the the mo- you know ba- back when i was in my stand-up days that yep. was the that was the penis parade. Uh, but what what did... Uh, well, we did have a penis parade. Did you? Yeah, we did. Who was the Grand Marshal? <laughs> no names. I don't want to... The weird thing was, it say, ended with Santa. And I was yeah. like, well, I guess it has to, but it's weird that you had to dress up I just want to like point that. out, I wasn't the Grand Marshal. Oh, but sorry. I was the clown. Oh. Yeah. Um, Look at those people wave. <laughs> Are you asking what we did? What, what masculine things that we did? For yeah. This what what constitutes a, a, a yeah, macho? Because t- you went up. You went up first of all, and yeah. and you went, and it was total darkness. You went on the wrong <laughs> went, time. I went the week before, right? 
It was a practice run. I just want to yeah. make sure see, make sure I could get there in time. By the way, that mm-hmm. does sound like the start to a horror movie. Like it's like a weekend that you know, a special weekend. You go up, but you realize, oh, I was there a week yeah. early. Yeah. And then you like you see something in there, and you're like, wait, what's being planned for next <sighs> oh. week? Yeah, you see the preparation, and then uh, yeah, and it's called Early Bird. <laughs> huh? Yeah, that'd be kind of yeah, that would be interesting. Is he is he putting out chains? What's <laughs> is he digging? Is he digging five holes in the backyard? Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's interesting. Is that a tiger pit? Mm. Interesting. Or, so, or you could just end up in a situation where the ghosts in the cabin make it look like people are there, so it, ah. it draws you into the. There's lights on. And oh, a ghost weekend is happening the Ooh. week before. Ooh. So uh, okay, so you go up there on I, the proper time. I went up on the proper time. Okay, it was exactly the same. Exactly the same in every way. Mm-hmm. I. Because I went up the wrong week, I just left everything in my suitcase. Right. I just left my pajamas in there, my change of clothes, socks and underwear. Did you still pick up the same guy as you did last time? No. Okay. I left that Left that. What if you saw him again? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Talk about ghosts. (laughs) U-turn on the freeway and head to to Merritt and go down the Coquihalla. Yeah, listen to last week's show to hear uh, Dave's (laughs) adventures with uh, Yappy Magoo. Take a different route. There's three different routes you can take, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. In, into the interior. You can go the crow's nest. Okay. Number three, which I went. Because I do like that drive. You can go the number five, which is, I believe, the Coquihalla. Right. It's named after uh, number five from, uh, you know, Short Circuit, the movie. Okay. Number five is alive. Which is like the most efficient way to go. It's a such efficient road. You still have a toll booth on it. Okay. And then you can also go the not, 1A, I think it's called, which is the Fraser Canyon route, which is the slowest route because it winds... And it both both the number three and the number the whatever the other one is they're both windy parts where there's like thirty kilometer an hour speed limits where you just do like a, a U turn basically on the, okay. the road you're driving because it's so it's you're going through a canyon and it's all really narrow and fun it's kind of a fun drive but anyway so uh, yeah I got but the th- yeah so I thought I would like my plan mm-hmm. I thought it was like I can get there like two hours early because I'm not gonna waste my time doing a bunch of junk. Like I did last time, which, you know, there's little things that slow you down. I had to get gas and blah, blah, blah. So this time I'm like, I'm just going straight there. I started driving and then I realized I'd forgotten the Coke that I bought last weekend in the fridge. Oh, there's no way of getting Coke on the road. So well, but I mean, my ideal plan was to just go straight there. So then I right. had to make a U-turn. So then I had to... Uh, you didn't just buy new Coke from a store. You went back to get the Coke. No, no, no. I went to a, a store and bought it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Just It was closer to do that because when I realized it. So I just bought it there. And got some sunscreen. And then I headed up. So I got there about the same time as last last week. Where I thought <laughs> I'd be all... Because I came home, I took a shower and did a few things and then left. But anyway, so the manly things you do. You know, <laughs> um, I can say the most manly thing that was done there, which which I think anyone could do, which is drink beer. Okay. But that's not you. I don't drink beer. And there was... And I mean, I was there for three... Or I was there one night and two days. And I drank three Cokes the whole time. But of the... 10 of us that were there and one of them a teetotaler yeah there was like two garbage bags of beer cans at mm. the end of the weekend like i couldn't believe how much people were drinking like there was yeah. i just felt like there was no time where people didn't have a beer in their hand while sure. they're doing something it's crazy yeah it's a it's a thing people do and they just do it constantly and then they didn't drink that much on sunday because a lot of them were leaving like so. to me to me then uh, that's also like why aren't people just constantly peeing like why <laughs> why is anyone here they were they yeah were. but like were more than, around the side of the but more than that yeah. you know it's just like that's yeah. yeah okay no it's crazy um mostly it's mostly about games and things like we play we play game but we, well i know you don't like being around people who are uh, drunk 
Like that's a problem. Yeah, this for you. isn't like this isn't like roaring drunk. This is just like a little buzz. They're just a bit bit buzzed or whatever. Okay. Like, I mean, these guys are all experienced drinkers, right? So they're mm. not. If I did this, you know, one or two beer, I'd be laying on the ground. Yeah. The world wouldn't be the same ever. But um, yeah, they just like, and some of them had like rattlers, which are like two point nine percent alcohol. Okay. They're more like a sweet beer. Like a one of the guys was drinking like grapefruit rattlers. All right, I've, R- I've never heard of rattlers. R a d l e r. All right, don't know what that is. Yeah, so it's like a low alcohol beer, so you can just like drink them all day long, and you're, and you're okay. okay. Why do they call them rattlers? I don't know if it's like a German name for them. Like I so. assumed it was something like uh, Guinness, where you uh, they actually rattle. Like, no, no, I know it's rad. As yeah, in like, you know, it's uh, like bees. A, yeah, it makes me think of like a German name. Okay, so I don't know if it's like a German beer or a European beer kind of thing that. Uh, because they do like they'll do like strawberry like Belgian they'll Bel- in Belgium they'll my, do like a strawberry beer. My friend like uh, Christine, uh, who's German, yep. said when she was a kid they had Kinder beer and it was a beer for children. Okay, so it would be low low alcohol, very beer. low alcohol, yeah. but it was yeah. like to get kids used to drinking uh, beer because why? Of course you would need to get used to drinking yeah. beer. So yeah, it was so. kin- Kinder beer. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, in, a, in a places and times when water was unsafe, you know, it's much safer to have alcohol because alcohol. You know, it will resist yep. uh, disease and stuff like that. So when you have things like dysentery and typhoid running around in places with unsafe water supplies, the alcohol is the way to go, the way to live longer. Yeah. So I can see why. But we don't live in that kind of culture now. Oh, you had nice clean water. Have nice clean uh, water. So uh, what were the games? Um, well, the the hit the hit game to me was a game called Washers. Okay, Wait, which is was a, that a trick where they just got you to wash their clothes? <laughs> what is that? A that trick? seems very Tom Sawyer. Well, I did it really fast. And then it's called fencing. <laughs> What's that about? I did that really fast. Wait, too. is this painting a fence? No, we just take our penises out and pretend they're swords. <laughs> we take our penises out and paint the fence. <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. Splintery. No, washers is a game. Please you say ha- there's paint. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Okay. Uh, there's two boxes. Okay. So you build like two kind of long rectangular boxes. Oh, you build them. Okay. Or Well, these are, yeah, these are handmade games. All right. And then you cut three holes in them about, about 10 centimeters in diameter okay and then you have these big giant washers they're like tractor washers or big truck washers they're huge they're and um like as big as my palm you know like these big giant heavy washers and the idea is you toss them from a distance to the so you set up you set up the two boxes a certain distance and then you have to stand with behind the behind the box and you toss the washer at the box and then you toss it in such a way that it will sort of skid along the surface of the box, and you hope it will go into one of the holes. And, and the if holes it doesn't, are... you take off an article of clothing? <laughs> no. You uh, get one point, two point, three points. Oh, good. And if you don't get one, you don't get any points. And so mm. the winner is the person who gets to 21. And what's fun about the game is you have to get to exactly 21. Ah. So you have to. What if you to, go over? You can't go over. So what will happen is if, say, you had 20. 20, and you needed to get one point you and you three. accidentally got a three you'd end up at 19 so then you'd ah. have to get two points if you were at 20 and you got two points you'd end up at 20 again because it would just go up one oh, and down gotcha. one okay is the idea of it so so yeah it was a lot of fun so there'd be some games where you, people would be stalled at 20 or 19 trying to get that that point and then you creep up and win and it was brought by my nephew and his friend and so they considered themselves the experts mm-hmm. as the kind of the pros the pros from dover <laughs> and uh, so I played it. I'd never played it before until Friday night, and I played a couple of games on Friday night, and then on Saturday we had like this huge championship throughout the day because we started off we're just going to do like a couple of games, and then became best of three because my my nephew's very competitive. So best of three, my brother in law and I were a team together. We won two 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 of the games, so that was best of three. 
And he's like, no, 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 we have to do it best of seven. <laughs> so, okay, so we did best of seven, which we then won best of seven. Right. So then he's like, okay, we have to do it again. <laughs> best of seven. So we did best of seven again, which we lost. So then it was tied at two. Uh-huh. So now we had to, of course, we then we really fight had to, to do. Fight to the death. Fight to the death. Yeah, we had to do the best of seven. So this wasn't all at one time. This is like we played in the morning and then we went and did some other things. We came back and played in the afternoon and then we came back later and played for one last time. And we, so yeah, we're deadlocked at, at two, you know, at uh, two, two best of seven. So we had one last best of seven. And what was fun about it is in the first one, we had a, uh, a sudden death because if you tie, then you have to play a round and whoever scores the most in that round wins the game. Okay. And so my brother and I won the first one. And then the second one was quite exciting because it went three rounds. So I went first and I got two points and that was enough until my nephew got two points. So it was tied. So then we went again. No one got a point. So we were zero, mm-hmm. zero. So we went one last time and I got five on my throw. I got a three oh, and a wow. two. And that was it. That was the winner. So we won nice. that game as well. So, and then we won the, we won the final best of seven. So the rest of the weekend I could say, but we won the, the uh, best of 21 games. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a fun game to play. The other game that I like to play is Buffalo Balls, uh, which is also going to be called Bolo. Okay. It's like two golf balls. Like these are hand, homemade games, basically. Sure. Like someone sees the game and they're like, oh, I could do that. So it's like a PVC rack that's made and it has right. three, well, four bars, uh, one quite high, maybe with three feet off the ground and then lower down. And you throw these, you underhand throw these golf balls at it and tr- you try and wrap around the bars. Mm. And depending where you get, you get more points for it. And once again, it's up to 21 and the same rules apply if you, you have to get exactly 21. So you have to aim. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun game. So you played a lot of that as well. And then did I played... you try to introduce them to Spikeball? No, I did not bring Spikeball with right. me. Because Spikeball, the problem with Spikeball in a group like that is that it's basically a four-person game. Okay. So, and then also everyone is old. And I mean, I'm old, but I'm not as old as some of the people that are old, if you know what I mean. Okay, who's the oldest? You don't have to say their name, but what was their age? No, no, I just mean they're just old. Oh, in spirit? Yeah, or in body. They just had a hard <laughs> life. You know, gotcha. and, or haven't treated themselves so great. Understood. And or just had, yeah. One guy, one of the guys who was, used to be the sportiest person I've ever met, like or just well, athletic person I ever met. Okay. And not an athletic build. Like if you saw him and I said to you, he is a great athlete, you'd go, "What? That guy's a great athlete." And I've seen him play baseball, but I didn't know enough to keep watch him. But playing um, volleyball with him when I used to play volley when he used to play volleyball a lot, he was so per- he was such a perfect player. Because you could never get the ball where he wasn't, mm. ever. He always knew where you were going to put it, even before you knew what you were going to do. He would anticipate your mm. move. Like, his mind could just see the the, the angles. Because, you know, volleyball is a, a kind of a confusing sport when you play it because, you know, you can put it straight over the net or you can put it off the wall and create a weird angle. Okay. You know, but he would just seem to know what you're going to do and be there. He's just an amazing player. Unfortunately, he was in a really bad traffic accident. He was sitting at a exit from the freeway and someone came off the freeway and didn't brake and smashed Ugh. into the back of the truck that he was in. Ugh. And it was a work truck. He worked for the city and the radio popped out of the dashboard and hit him in the forehead. Oh, geez. Which gave him a brain injury. And ever since then, he's not been the same. He can play golf, but he can't play like volleyball and stuff like that because he gets vertigo. And yeah, he can't go to movies. He can't go to the mall. Oh. Like, cause he just gets dizzy and confused. And he's even just kind of confused anyway. This, this, like, yeah. this kind of, uh, yeah, it's really sad. So yeah, he doesn't play too many games because he just can't because it affects him too much. So yeah, it's, uh, those I was just things. looking up, uh, what, what volleyball looks like. 
That's ton of fun. Yeah. Ton of fun. Yeah. Look at Spikeball. Look it up on YouTube one day if you want, because it's uh, like they'll have like best of best of the year. Why don't we? Yeah. Uh, why don't we put up a link? I should do that. I'll put some. I'll put a YouTube thingy. In. I'll, I'll put it on the website so people can look at it. And if you, want to, if you want to play Spikeball with Dave, we just need three more of you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we'll make it happen. And maybe yeah. we'll uh, record it for. We're looking at what to do for our 400th episode, <laughs> and we think so far there's going to be some video aspects to it. Now, possibly, yeah. possibly a Spikeball tournament might might be part of it. Why okay. not? Yeah. You know, you do you have access to the Spikeball thing? Can oh you, yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. I'm sure I could. All right. Sure. Because it sounds exciting. Sounds oh. like a game of the future. Oh, yeah. This one thing before I forget. Oh, yeah, I was going to say this before the show started, but I have to say it now because I forgot. All right. I'm going to buy a uh, Sparks book from you. Okay. I will try and find one for you. Oh, we don't have any around? Like, no, I'm sure I do. Uh, okay. They're all just like deep in boxes, but I will try my best. And okay. Yes. Why? Why do you want to Sparks Oh, because you're going to sign it for me. We're going to uh, sell it at the auction at, uh, for Pony Club. Okay. Done and done. Uh, I got them. Yeah, they're here. <laughs> good, good. Hey, and you know what you're going to also take? You're going to take some of these buttons then, too. Oh, okay, cool. You're going to give some, take some buttons. buttons. Um, if you're, uh, I was trying to think where people could buy those buttons. Uh, I'm not sure. But if they want to buy some uh, Sparks merchandise a, a la uh, mugs or other things, uh, sparkscomic.com is uh, Nina Matsumoto's uh, site. And uh, she's got uh, the T-shirts and everything on there. Sparkscomic.com. One word and then .com. Uh, speaking of what Sparks is, yes. we should say what Sparks is. Sure. It's a book that we worked on together um, about uh, two cats that uh, want to be heroes. And they dress up as a dog and they save the world. And it's by Scholastic. And it uh, was a bestseller in Canada last year for a while. And it's still selling pretty good. And we're currently working on the second one right now. I am just started coloring it. Oh, have you started coloring it? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mm. So, uh, yeah, uh, Nina Matsumoto is the artist, I'm the writer, and Dave is the colorist. And I'm currently working on the, the third one as well, the, which I'll say this much, there's time travel aspects to it. Oh, cool. It's, it's interesting right now that there's so much time travel out there. There's so much time travel. My yeah. wife is working on a time travel thing. Okay. I'm working on a time travel thing. Yeah. So many people I know are working on time travel things. There's so many time travel shows. I, I, I almost wonder if it is a, uh, American politics thing. Of, of uh, people Escape? are all, yeah, I think like if people are like, if I had a time machine, I could fix this. Like if there's, if that's just in people's minds yeah. right now, but it seems like now is the time for time machines. The, the biggest movie, uh, in the, in the countries that we, you know, America and Canada yeah. involves time travel okay. as well. There's, there's time travels on the brain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, one of my typical Ian questions. You can go back to any year. You can't interfere with it. Yeah. You can just observe it. Yeah. What year do you go to? Well, before before I answer that question, I just want to go back at you because we kind of got just uh, off the topic. But if you could yeah. uh, take any drug, which would you take? Because you didn't answer that. Okay. Um, I, I answered w- it. I would probably take, because I have taken acid. So I would, well, I've heard good stuff about mushrooms. People seem to really uh, connect with each other and it kind of opens themselves up spiritually. Mm. And they feel really good with mushrooms. But I'm going to say no to the mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to go with cocaine because I would be interested in seeing what an evening writing on cocaine would be like. Okay, okay. Really get that full Saturday Night Live feeling. <laughs> That's right. You know, because so many people, mm. uh, so many comedians, you know, uh, when I when I first started doing stand-up, you'd go into the bathroom at Punchlines and there would be uh, residue of cocaine on okay, the back okay. of the toilet seats, which just seems so classy and so nice. <laughs> um, but people really seem to, uh, you know, do stuff on it and then it all went in a horrible 
when. Yeah, yeah. But like, I would be curious to see what the uh, what it would be like. If it mm. would speed up your brain, if you know, if you would be Robin Williams, or uh, if you would just like just be a jerk and yeah. just be uh, self centered and just talk about yourself for for the entire evening and not get anything <laughs> done. Huh? Yeah, I, I know. I have a friend who did cocaine with another guy, and uh, in the seventies. And all it gave my friend a, a dull headache. That's all he experienced from it. But his friend basically traded in his life for it. Mm. He liked it that much. So it just depends where it falls. Yeah. You never know. That is, seems to be a common thing with almost everybody, with the exception of, I guess, acid, which really does take you there and goes like, now, look. Um, but something like when people do uh, smoke pot, it's almost always, well, I can't feel anything. I can't feel it. it's nothing. Mm. It's nothing. It's like well, because you don't know what to feel. Mm, but yeah, there's yeah. but there's st- it will then kick in at a certain point, and you'll start doing something and go. This is you know uh, this accelerates. This is taken down a notch. This is taken up a notch. Yeah. For for the most part, when I when I smoke pot, I just got really sleepy <laughs> because I am jokey anyway. So yeah. it was like that didn't really change things. Sure. And, you know, I could get to where pot would take me in other ways. And yeah. so it didn't really, all it did was like really great sleep, like amazing sleep. <laughs> so the next day was like, I am so refreshed. Oh. This is great. Huh. How are you guys that drank all night? Shut up. <laughs> oh boy, you should really try this marijuana. <laughs> Top notch. I'm all for it. No more for me. Thanks though. That was swell. <laughs> hey fellas. What? I've got a girlfriend now. Aces. This is keen. <laughs> and I did. I started dating someone. <laughs> yeah. Gave you the confidence. Hmm? I think it was going to head that way anyway. Oh, okay. And it was okay. just like, you know, it was a, you know, it was, it was that. And it was like, hey, you're next to me. Hooray. <laughs> Nothing happened, but we did sleep together. Literally just slept together. Hooray. Yeah. This is swell. Mmm. <laughs> I could go for some breakfast. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was... I wouldn't say having an argument, but I was interested. I was talking to a person at work who's a very big, a very big fan of drugs, and he was mm-hmm. he was exclaiming about acid and talking about how it connects you to the universe. And I couldn't help but saying to him, "Well, it makes you imagine you're connecting to the universe." You're not really. You're just taking acid. Is this affecting your brain chemistry? Well, you're always connected it's, to the universe anyway. You're well, part of the universe. Yeah, so. but you know what I mean. Like it's this idea that you are like you're. Entering the universe in some sort of sense of oneness yeah. in the sort of moment. It of, expands your per- perceptions or gives you the illusion of expansion it's, of yes, perception. Yes, it gives you the illusion of expanding your Because it's affecting your brain chemistry. It's actually not affecting the physical world around you. It makes it feel that way. because And it takes you there by chemistry. shortcut, whereas I think there are other ways to get there. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of, uh, and I do want to get to the time travel thing like later on, but uh, <laughs> I've been doing uh, meditation uh, lately as part of a therapy thing that I've been doing and uh, quite enjoying it. Yeah. And it's just, it's just nice kind of just like just being still and just breathing and just kind of like checking in on yourself and how you're doing or going for a walk and just observing things. And it's like, yeah, it's just this perspective shift Yeah, that like, you know, I could see how if you take a drug. As, you know, and I'm talking like a recreational drug, not like something prescribed. But eh, well, whatever. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against most things. Um, that you know, it would take you there immediately, and you'd have that sensation. But I prefer the you know getting there myself. Mm. You know, and just like just you want to expand your mind. Well, just relax your mind a bit. Okay, what's around you? We'll we'll keep let your thoughts go there, and just just relax and yeah. you know let let it go there. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, I don't have a lot of time, so I feel like if, if I'm going to do mind expansion, I'd rather just read. Mm-hmm. That's be my that's my mind expansion. That's my drug, everyone. But um, that is, that is bringing in input 
Whereas sometimes what you need to do is just quiet your mind and just oh, yeah. let let your mind do its own fall thing. Asleep. I've tried to try to just I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need a quiet mind. Then, okay. I don't you don't to. need a quiet mind. Nah, it's fine. How do you get your thoughts? A quiet then? mind when I'm dead. Um, oh, okay. Fair <laughs> what do you say? How do I get what? Sorry. How do you uh, how do you have like room for your thoughts then? If you if, you, if your mind isn't quiet, if you don't have enough room to be quiet and let the let them show up. What kind of thoughts are you talking about? You know, just uh, thinky thoughts. Like if you're if you like if you're watching a movie. Yeah. Uh, you you know you can't have your own thoughts as well, but you're yeah. getting input input input. But if yeah, you're yeah. reading a book, your input input input. And again, mm-hmm. that's letting your your brain is playing with the ideas and concepts and waking certain things up and sure. whatever. But I think sometimes, at least again, this I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. That you've got to basically like just quiet things down to let. Sure. New thoughts come okay. in and let things let, let things happen and let things grow and go, oh, hmm, that. Whereas, blah, 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 you know, we get a lot well, of that through the whole day. Sure. I mean, that could be part of my gym time for sure mm. is a time for me to think. And, and is, thoughts. It, is, that, is that what happens? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then work as well. I mean, work is, a lot of my work is done in silence, just me by myself. So I don't, I can't do any of that at the gym. Like at all, mm. like if I'm at, if I'm at the gym, all I'm thinking is I'm like one, if two, I'm three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. If yeah. I'm doing, if I'm doing, uh, which I guess to a degree is also a little bit of meditation. Yeah, because you know sometimes you just try to quiet yourself and just go breathe in, breathe out, and mm. and counting one, two, three, four, five over and over again is maybe maybe does the same thing. But if yeah. I'm running, all I can think is I'm running, I'm running. How much longer have I got? What time is it? Okay, how long? <laughs> how many calories have I got? That's great. Okay, what's over there? Okay. Oh man, this is taking a long time. That's funny because I do oh, count. Boy. I do count when I'm running. You count when you're running. Yeah. What do you count? Just to a number like fifty, and then I'll start over again. Oh. I'll just do that over and over again while I'm running. Do you find that it's to distract you, or you just find it helps you run? Helps me run. Yeah. It just gives me a kind of a structure, I guess, to my steps. Uh, but it has no it has no real actual meaning or anything because it's the time on the clock is what I'm, yeah. Is really the when I swim when I swim it's different. So when I swim sometimes my mind will wander because yeah. it's you know. It's not something that you have to count or whatever. It's yeah, just, it's, you know. Yeah, that's a good place to do it. No, I find, but I find it like at the gym, sometimes if I'm not counting, I'll just think of like story ideas and I'll just work on things in my mind while I'm running. Cool. It's a good good way to distract yourself from what, what you're doing as well because it is boring. Running is boring. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, you know, just think about, like I thought of a better opening for something that I've been writing in my mind so i was like the other day and also thought of a good title for it as well the other day so i was really happy with those oh, that's great kind of steps i was listening to a podcast with neil gaiman who was talking about how he writes and oh so much stuff about fountain pens oh lord uh it's like oh you're adorable never heard of a word processor yeah he does but he i prefer what it was it was interesting how he discussed it because it was like he likes his first draft to write it out by hand yeah um because also because then when he's writing the second draft if he's cutting something out say you write it in a word processor and then you highlight something and then you delete it you go well i worked on all that and it was a waste and it's gone mm. but if you're uh write it out by hand first and then you write it over here and then you edit it you know, taking it, you know, don't put it onto the word processor. You just have it in your book. You go like, oh, this is a treat for me. I don't have to write all this. What a break. This is fantastic. <laughs> but you don't feel like you've had to, you've done it and yeah. are subtracting. Yeah. It's just making things easier for yourself. And yeah. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and he's an old timey, old timey guy who was yeah. like, I, 
I mean, I'm old enough that I I came came up during typewriters. Yeah, and he came up during typewriters as well. Sure, and it was a lot of effort. It was actually, and I remember it was easier to handwrite something than it was to do it on the typewriter. First really, all, I had a giant battleship of a manual typewriter. Yeah, it was a lot of work. And if you got it wrong, ugh. But if you if you get it wrong with your handwriting, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Just cross it out and, and go on. But no, was, I, I, it's true. I always wrote longhand before I typed stuff out. But I don't, yeah. I mean, I guess the first rounders that I did, I wrote out in longhand before I, I don't think I ever typed it out at all. I just wrote it out in longhand. And yeah, then, I used to always write my comics in, uh, you know, uh, draw them and mm-hmm. before I would type type them up or, you know, do them properly, I would yeah. do the loose versions or Simpsons. I would always do it like that. But how he writes is, well, first of all, he told, I'm, t- I'm talking stuff that i heard on another podcast he was he was talking about how he, and you're assuming uh, he's being honest yeah he he was inspired by ian fleming who uh never wrote a james bond uh book that took longer than two weeks okay and how he would do it would be he would um go to a city that he didn't like okay so he wouldn't be tempted to go out and walk around i see so you go to a boring city yeah you check into a hotel yeah it's not great so you wouldn't be tempted to spend more time there. Okay. So you go to a mediocre hotel yeah. in a boring town, and yeah. you write your ass off for two <laughs> weeks so you can get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And that's that's how he would write huh. James Bond. And how Neil Gaiman writes is he uh, goes to where he writes, and he can has one of two options. One, he can write. Yeah. Or he can do nothing. Okay. Those are the two things he can do. He can't do anything else. He can't listen to music. Yeah. He can't check the internet. He can't do anything else. All right. So you can either sit and do nothing. Yeah. Uh, or you can write. So eventually, when you're doing nothing, you get so bored that you go, it's better just to write. And just and, and he writes. And he writes for whatever period of time. Yeah. But to me, that would not work. Because for me, writing, uh, I, 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 I like to be like active usually. Like at least the creative end of okay. things. I like to okay. walk and yeah. so, to keep the blood pumping. I know there's mm-hmm. sometimes grunt work afterwards where you've got to actually go down and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite. But even that, it's like, well, I'm done with that. Walk around a little bit more. Come back to it. Do huh. other things. Yeah. And so far, so far, I guess it's sort of worked. It's worked really well for you. But, you know, Neil Gaiman seems to be doing all right for himself too. So, you know, know, whatever works for whatever works. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. He's doing okay. Yeah. He's got his uh, stuff. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing okay. He's got a lot of things on crime, <laughs> I guess. He has Good Omens. I tried to read Good Omens, but I did not enjoy it. No, it's a little too... Um, little okay. Too, it's a little too... Hey, uh, you know what? I could just read Douglas Adams. Yeah, it's a little too jokey. Yeah. In fact, the, and the TV show, though, I did like how it went, and I thought it ended... Oh, is, without, it, is it out now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I thought it, it did end charming. Yeah. Um... There are times where it just goes, we're just doing Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy here, clearly, <laughs> which is fine because of the time that it came out. Yeah. Like, it also really reads as something that definitely came out when it came out. Yeah. Because this was all fresh and new, and int- mm. and it's like so many people have done variations on this since okay. they're like, oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I remember a long time ago reading about Terry Gilliam trying to develop it for a film, mm-hmm. Good Omens, and... uh it sounded like an interesting concept, so when I saw it one time, I bought it, and then I tried to read it, and I was just like, nope. Yeah, I couldn't get through more To be fair, I couldn't really make it through Dirk Gently either when I first listed Detective Agency. I got through it, but I found it really confusing. It was really hard to grasp what was happening, because it was written in a weird point of view, and that was very, yeah, that was difficult as well. Normally, I love me some Douglas Adams. 
Well, he needs to start things as radio shows and then novelize them. There you go. And then go from there. Don't we all? <laughs> okay, back to my question. <laughs> 1966. Sir, you, 1966, where are you going? Well. Will it be something Beatles related? Yes. Okay. Because I would pretend to be a journalist so I could get in to see Revolver being recorded. Mm. So I'd make up a newspaper and then I would go there and pretend I was a journalist. And they would let me in because, you know, they just want to promote their stuff. They don't care. They don't care who I am. You know, as part of... Well, again, you can't affect things in this uh, That's this right. Reality, yeah. And part of why... Part of... People don't talk about it very much, but the Beatles, when they were recording, often had like an, a small audience watching them like record. Mm. There'd be friends there. There might be strangers who would just come and sit on chairs in the studio watching them do their thing. What a story to tell later. Yeah. I mean, probably the story probably was, was so boring. It took them four <laughs> hours. It took them like two hours to figure out what tone they wanted the guitar. I mean, it took them two hours to find a tone on the guitar. It's so long. Like, they're just sitting there and they were talking and they were having arguments and da 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 da. And they finally settled on a tone and then they, George played two notes, I think. And then, and then they, they wrapped it up and they went home. So I don't know. I don't even know what's going to, I didn't even really hear the songs. They're all wearing headphones as well. Anyway. It was a magical moment of my life. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, I, but I, like I would go there and then I'd I'd cross quickly cross the the Atlantic and and fly to uh, Los Angeles because I'd also like to sit on the Beach Boys. Okay, I thought you were going to say Thanks. I would uh, I would get a plane and I would watch myself be born. <laughs> no, I cannot be born. You can't be born again. But you were being born in 1966. Oh, I see. Oh, that's right. No. Oh. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to see that. Okay. This year, my mom complaining about me. <laughs> I was typically late. I was supposed to come out earlier in the day, and I didn't show up until five to midnight. Ah. You know, typical Dave. Yeah, you like the late night hours. I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. Mom said, "What? How long is this going to be?" And I said, "You'll sleep when you're dead." <laughs> That's a creepy thing for a baby to come out and say. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Anything, basically, anything a baby says, <laughs> even if a baby came out and went "Merry Christmas." It would still be a really creepy thing for a baby to say. It Did it say creepy. Merry Christmas? Yeah. It would be creepy. Uh, I think. And he said, he said, we're taking it back. Mm. What do you mean you were taking it back? <laughs> Used to be babies couldn't say Merry Christmas. I was thinking about it and I was thinking, would it be, would it be cool to go back and like meet Jane Austen? But no, it wouldn't be that cool. I mean, it would be kind of cool, but it's, she wouldn't like me. I would be like some weirdo to her. Like my manners would be terrible. Mm hmm. My accent would be wrong. Maybe she'd find it interesting as a writer, looking for interesting things. Maybe she's I open mean, to that. Yeah, maybe. But I just feel like, you know, for, yeah, just the social structures of the time were so limiting that, you know, what was proper for people to do was so intensely important that it would be very difficult to visit. And then, yeah, I just feel like most most other times would be, you'd be such an alien. Sure. That'd be so hard to, even I know you can't affect things, but just to fit into it, it would be also hard. You know, if I went back to the Victorian era, if I thought, I'd like to meet Anthony Trollope or make it a trifecta and meet Anthony Trollope, William Thackeray and Charles Dickens, that'd be kind of cool. But once again, you, your point of, you know, or your point of view and everything, they, they would just seem like, you know, some sort of like weird ape to you. They'd be so different from us, you know, in terms of attitude and, and the way they think and how they act. And If you had a choice to go uh, visit the past or the future, which would you go for? Oh, the future. How far in the future? I would like to go about a hundred years into the future. That sounds about right. Sure. I'd like to see. I'd like to see. You know, you're clearly going to be gone, so there's none of that awkwardness, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. I don't want to bump into myself. Yeah. But also, yeah. But I'm curious. What? Maybe a hundred years. Yeah. I'd like. 
I'd prefer to be 100 years from my death, but since I don't really know that, I'm going to assume that I'm going to die at 73. So what? What? What age is that? Wait, that's too early. What are you talking about? That's Knock seems, it off. No, that seems like a pretty good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. That's ridiculous. Uh, well, I just really need to sleep. Um, <laughs> Grab a nap and like get get up get up into the nineties, my friend. Um, so what if I seventies? What do you? Now. What, no, that's twenty years from now. Yeah, no. So thirty. Still be doing this podcast. You got uh, you got podcasts to do. So I'd like to come back in twenty one thirty nine. Like okay. to go that far into the future. All right. And to see, I don't know, I'd just be curious. I, I like to think that we would, it would be better. Sure. I'd like to think that it would be, would be better. There may have been some sort of cataclysm in, in the meantime, but I hope not. Seems a little, uh, you know, it seems a little obvious. Cataclysm? Yeah, it seems like the kind of sci-fi yeah, thing that everyone pulls You kind of hope that we'll get our heads out of our asses I and figure so, stuff yeah. out. I would like you know. to think so. I mean, it'll Robert Downey Jr. Minute. is going to fix everything he says. It's There's no Robert Downey Jr. doing these things. But I think I think as a collective group of people, I think we just might figure it out. Yep. Possibly. Yeah, I don't we've, think, we've, I don't, we've done crazier things. Yeah. Like, I don't, instead of talking about climate change, they should just make people read the road. <laughs> so that's a nightmare. You know, no one wants that. Yeah, also talk about t- climate change, but you know, do you do you own stake uh, stock in the road? Just making sure everyone. <laughs> I well, I own stock in Cormac McCarthy. All right, I bought. He was selling. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like David Bowie. He was selling, uh, Mac- selling uh, McCarthy bonds. So I bought some of those. Yeah, I'd go back and uh, I'd just see a Shakespeare play. I'd see something. You go that far back? Oh yeah, man. I think it would be hard for to go about that far back. I really do. Is it go to the Globe? Yeah, Check it, out. it would be so weird. Like, it'd be so crowded with people yeah. who stink. Sure. You know, talking in a language you can barely understand. Oh, yeah. Like, it'd just be so weird. I'd just like to see their reaction to it. I'd like mm-hmm. to see how uh, a play played out back yeah. then. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, the, one of the first uh, showings of, like, one of the major plays and just see, like, hey, how's Hamlet going over here? <laughs> how's, uh, how you, how you seeing, like, the Scottish play? How's this one going? Is mm. this freaking you out? I think it would, like, scare the hell out of people. Mm. It's a terrifying play. Like, it starts off with witches. Yeah. That's, that's frightening. Yeah. Ends with a guy's head on a freaking pike. <laughs> like, that is a gruesome, crazy ending. Like, yeah. if you're not prepared for that, and yeah. you're just a regular Joe's just come to see a play, holy moly, I thought we were seeing, what are we seeing? Romeo and Juliet? No, we're going to see, uh, you know, this play. Okay. Ah! What? Holy moly! There's a lot of murder in this. Do you do you, do you not like to say the name? No, of, no, you don't like. To no, say of the course name? not. Is it bad luck? Oh, okay. There's no need to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I I, I don't really have that superstition. I never I never experienced it before. Mm. I just suddenly noticed that you weren't saying the name. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's fine. That's a theater thing, I guess. Yeah, it is. Mm. You say it on stage, and that's where you say it. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like talking about the Stanley Cup if you're a hockey player. Oh, is that or right? Touching the Stanley Cup. You, a lot of hockey players don't want to touch it because that's would be presumptuous to touch. Can you a, sit in it? To touch a, something you haven't earned. Yeah, is it okay to sit in the Stanley Cup that instead you, if you don't touch well, it? Well, I don't know. How, how big are you? Mm, that's a good point. Uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's not my, that big. My butt is uh, Stanley Cup size. Very I small don't think it is. That was a thing uh, that uh, people really objected to once on a Simpsons episode where uh, Homer threw up into the Stanley Cup. That's not the worst thing that's happened to Stanley Cup. Oh, what is? Oh, I don't know. But it's just a lot of bad stuff happened. Oh, a right. lot of, there's a lot of stories. If you want to read a history of the Stanley Cup and things, it's... You know, there's a I only pe- know the cleaner stories like bottom of the pool and stuff like that. Oh, okay, but. there's a there's a Peter Puck uh, cartoon where he kind of goes through the history of the Stanley Cup and mm. how it got built up and all some of yeah, the stuff yeah. it went through. Yeah. I used to only watch the Peter Puck things before Hockey Night in Canada, and then I was like done. They were during Hockey Night in Canada. They'd be in between periods. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, then I'd like I'd come in for it and yeah. then I'd like take off. I was yeah, like, Dan, I'm done. 
I don't blame you. I mean, I think I've mentioned before that we ate uh, dinner in front of the television on Saturday nights so my parents could watch Hockey Night in Canada. Was and, your mom into it as well? Oh, yeah. She kind of got tired of my dad's sports behavior. So he's a very grumpy sports walker. Same with my you? dad. I yeah, think we've talked about that. Fun. How are we, I had a very sweary dad. It's no we, fun. So, but when we were younger and he's, it, we You want to go like, do you have money on it? Why are you so yeah, mad? Why you so, What's it matter? A lot God of, damn yeah, it. A lot of, a lot of invested. I mean, a lot of emotion invested in something. It's, I mean, to be fair, like my dad, you know, came from, came from England. Yeah. So, you know, if you watch the football, yes. the real football, yeah, you know, you'd, you'd shout and what yeah, have you. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a TV. It's fine. And like, <laughs> this isn't the playoff. It's yeah. just like, why? Why would it matter this much? I know. Maybe I get so mad to at like, players. To like swear in your house at like top. I'm trying to think like what I'd be watching on television that would like make me this go like, fuck. Like what would, what would, what would that show be? I wonder if it was a, just sort of an excuse to kind of blow off some steam. Yeah. I know my dad had a job that was, had a lot of pressure and. That he wasn't always happy. He was a steam blower, right? That was his job. <laughs> yes, he blew steam. <laughs> I th- I think that um, I wonder. Yeah, I kind of wonder if he just used as as an excuse to to like kind of yeah flap maybe it's the a justifiable a bit. It's a justifiable yeah yeah exactly yeah I know it's weird I I never understood it but when we were kids yeah we would always and then, yes I was the same as you I would sit through the I you know idly through the game which I didn't I didn't I neither enjoyed nor comprehended too too much and then you know I was a I wasn't a sporty kid because I was not allowed to be a sporty kid by their kids. So, so I rejected it. You reject me. I reject you. And, um, they wouldn't let you play sports and any reindeer games. <laughs> I was about to say that, but what, uh, <laughs> they just wouldn't pick you for things. Yeah. They wouldn't pick me for things or they picked me dead last. Really? Cause yeah. you were like a, like a, you were a physically fit kid. Oh yeah. Well, what but, was the, what was the problem? Well, the problem is when I was young, I, I was just, I grew very quickly. Mm-hmm. So my muscle, musculature had not caught up to my skeleton. Ooh, okay. So, you know, I was pretty gay. I was more like a kind of baby giraffe running around in a field, which, right. you know, no one wants a baby giraffe running around a field. So yeah. And then, you know, and I'm all, I also, even when I'm playing spike ball, I can do this, which is I tend to daydream. And so, you know, like playing baseball. That's like day, daydreaming is a deadly thing to do and, and not deadly to your, you yourself, but it's deadly to you as a player, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not paying attention to the game because you're staring off in the distance at something that's more interesting. Oh, there's a tree over there. I wonder, I wonder what's this. <laughs> so yeah, that's just, that was a part of it. I mean, like I say, I do that during spike ball. I'll be, we'll be playing a game and I'll, Something will be said or something, and I'll be thinking about it like, oh, that's an interesting point. Hmm. Oh, I could, <laughs> like, a play is happening, and it's already gone, and I didn't even move. Oh, dear. That's my fault. Baseball was the most stressful. Stressful for you? Oh, yeah, because you had to catch a ball, and, like, it would really matter. Yeah. It'd be, like, long periods of nothing, mm. and then, like, very short periods of it's all on the line. Yeah. You. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh. like, soccer. It, it, soccer, you had to run for forever, but... You know, it was a team thing. So if there was a screw up, yeah. you know, it really probably wasn't you that screwed it all up, but it's you that drops the ball in mm. baseball. I was a goalie in soccer, so it was on me. Oh, it was on me. Okay, that is rough. It is rough. Yeah, it is very rough. And uh, I did help us win a championship once by stopping the ball on the goal line. But, oh, congratulations! Um, but mostly, I was um, mostly I was a daydreamer, so it really worked pretty yeah. well. There's and better just, things to be that. I wasn't interested in. I just did. I wasn't. And I wasn't like super sporty. I mean, I liked, I wanted to play with my friends, but yeah, I'd be chosen last. And my mom, my mom has often told the story that the heartbreaking moment when I came home one day and said to ask her why I was always chosen last. 
you know, why am I always chosen last? What can you say to a boy who asks you that? Because you're not very sporty? Because, you know, there's not, no answer that's suitable. For and she goes to the Bible and goes, and the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's it's all in scripture, cold, son. Cold comfort at that moment, let me tell you. So, yeah, I, th- I think I kind of, I mean. And I got good news for the meek. Oh. <laughs> what they, will they inherit something? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have to go to the reading of the will. <laughs> God's will. <laughs> God's will be done. Hmm. The yeah. Did you were were you not interested in sports at all as a kid? Um, uh, because you want to fit in with your, with other people. When I, was, so. when I was little, I liked hockey. Okay. Like playing hockey was fine because we all, you know, any it was so much winter in Montreal that uh, you know uh, there would always be someone hosing down something and making a makeshift ice rink. Okay. And so eventually okay. that would break out into a hockey game and yeah. everyone had a stick and we'd go for it. Then people started taking it way too seriously, and it was like, well, that's enough of that for me. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Um, soccer, my dad did take very seriously to the point where, like, I decided to not do it because it was like so serious. Yeah, it was a family legacy to play <laughs> soccer. So stressful. So stressful. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, I was not, I was not on board with that. Football. Uh, every time we played, no one would ever show me how to throw it. I had no idea how to throw a spiral like at all. And people would go, just put your fingers around the laces. And what? Now toss. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. No one would ever do it. No one would yeah. ever. To this day, to mm. this day, wow. I have no idea how to how to throw one. No one no one gave me instruction. I've asked many, many times. Nope, nothing. So football's gone. I can give you a one-word piece of advice. Okay. YouTube. All right. I'll show you how to do yeah. it, throw a spiral. That's how I learned to throw a frisbee. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for my whole life, I thought I knew how to throw a frisbee until I actually threw, threw a frisbee, frisbee at work. And I realized, I have no idea how to throw a frisbee. Like, I cannot actually throw a frisbee very far. Oh. I always thought I was a pretty good frisbee thrower, or at least an adequate one. It turned out, no, I am not. I, uh, I, did, I did track in school, and uh, many years later, yeah. someone showed me how to run. And it was like, I didn't know how to run. I was running like flat-footed. I was running completely wrong. Oh, okay. No one showed me like run on the balls of your feet. Like yeah. and go forward and lean forward. And when I did that, it was like, this is way faster. Why did no, like this is still, uh, I shake my hands and just towards the sky. Just go, <laughs> where were all of these coaches and gym teachers seeing slap, 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 and not going, oh, hey, if you want to go faster. Yeah. Don't run like that. Uh, here's how you run. This is uh, this, uh, but they just assumed, like with football, you know how to do this, right? Yeah. And it was the same thing with with gymnastics, which was like, okay, we're all gonna jump over this hobby horse. How? How? How do I do that? Like everyone's able to do it. I don't know how to do this. And even looking at you guys doing it, it's like you're all, you know, like flying. How's this <laughs> a thing? And like, okay, well now we're gonna do um, uh, high jumps. Oh, okay. Well, I'm there. I can jump over the thing. No, 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 no. That's not how you jump. You run up to it, turn around. Now you're backwards. Now leap up, arch your back, yeah. get over the thing. Oh, that sounds great. You're going to show me how to do that? Nope. No, either you can or you can't. And yeah. it was yeah. like, okay, if you, if you're not coming to this class already knowing things, uh, well, fuck you. And that seemed to be the way sports was. Whereas every other subject in school, uh, they didn't just go, hey, do you know times tables? Yeah. No. Well, then screw off. You can't do math. You know, they tried to teach you how to do it. And it was like, meh. Yeah. No, no YouTube a, for me back then. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I get, you know, you're right. There is a certain, there's a certain kind of jockiness that, um, 
leaves you out, leaves you in the cold. I think when you're not when you're not that way. And it was fun. a different it was a different era. So you know the the teachers would write you off if you look like a nerd too. It was like, man, eh, this kid ain't never gonna yeah. get it. I'm just gonna I'm sure concentrate on yeah these, this guy with a full beard. <laughs> who's yeah, 12 exactly. you know he can do the fosbury flop without even thinking about that's it that's right i'm like this guy over here couldn't figure it out. i wanted to jump over it forwards yeah he's, he's gonna <laughs> what lift, an idiot he's gonna lift my car out of a ditch afterwards so that's good <laughs> yeah no i mean you're right put out that uh, cigar <laughs> yeah there's plenty of opportunity for humiliation in gym class there's plenty my my own goal of playing soccer in, in gym in the grade eight gym will live in my mind in infamy when i actually deflected the ball off my foot into our own net you know yeah whoops but i mean it, it happens it happens you know but you're just you're not because you don't play sports very much you know the the even good-natured jeering from your teammates is terrible feeling you know like it's, it's you know you just walk yeah away it's late. not bad if you can then get back to center and normal yeah it's like oh, okay well i've screwed up and now we're all going to have a good laugh and i'm yeah. going to go back to normal yeah but if you never get to normal and you're always <laughs> below normal and then yeah. you get the jeering ugh, yeah then it's something completely pulling you underwater oh something something in the makeup of sports like professional sports players particularly when where they're able to completely forget about yesterday mm-hmm. or even an hour ago and just move on you know like they don't dwell because if they dwell it's it's not going to help them play the next game. Well, that's they're the same thing the last with game. same thing with comedy. Like if you do a comedy show, and you can't stop thinking about the last show, you, with the exception of real disasters or something like yeah. you know, an, uh, enormously bad that goes on, or enormously good that goes on. Mm. Uh, the vast majority of sh- comedy shows I've done, whether stand up or improv or sketch, you just poof, they got to go away. Mm. You know, otherwise it would just uh, just weigh you down too much. So you got to like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Even with like writing, like I, I don't remember most of the comics I've, I've written. I can like look at them and go like, oh yeah, I kind of get the gist of it, but you got to like flush it away. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little yeah. scary sometimes whenever, you know, you're worried about something like, you know, are you going senile or what have you? And it's like, you know, there's things in your past that you don't remember. And it's like, yeah, but I know that's also like a thing I've always had where like you've got to just flush away what you've just done because you don't have room for it now you're done move on yeah to whatever is the now uh, but the other thing goes away and people are like oh remember that mm, no <laughs> not, not at all it's true um, do you remember me no because you were part of that and it's like gone now mm. i'm not gonna be able to remember your name i'm sorry like a real life thing perhaps but did we work together eh, i can't help you <laughs> i'm so sorry so it's a thing that happens like every time i do a con and someone will come up and be like hey we worked together on the 11th hour like ah that's great you gotta give me more you gotta give me more because i had to flush it as soon as i was done with it yeah well i mean that's healthy that's a healthy way to to approach maybe yeah no no it is because you know you just you can't dwell i mean it's it's really harmful to to live in the past you know it's just there's nothing nothing good can come of living in the past unless you've learned a lesson from it and that you're not going to repeat the same mistake in the future i think i could see that but i mean the lesson you learn from something is that's something you take into the present it isn't the past okay you know that your lesson is your present um that the thing that taught it to you is the past you don't need to remember that you just need to remember your lesson it's weird we're doing a lot of cleaning right now and 
there's like old emails or things that I that I read about, and it's like something like, you know, an operation my cat went through or my cat Kinsey went through, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't even remember this, and it was like I thought I thought it was like actually about like another cat we had, yeah, and I was looking at like there was an operation where you know it looked like we were worried that uh, she was going to lose a leg, hmm. you know, and um, you know I'm writing about that, and uh, and and Pia remembered it, and I was like. Nope, nope. Just like that one's gone, you know. So much other stuff has happened and whatever. It's like okay, this all makes sense and it all it all syncs up. But nope, nope. Can't remember that. Uh, can't remember that part at all. Maybe it was just like a memory that I didn't want to have hanging around and it wasn't serving me well. But yeah, yeah gone. <laughs> see you. See you later. Yeah, I feel like I keep my family around so they can remind me of old jokes that I made that are really <laughs> good. See, that's another big one up and be like, oh, I said that. Oh, that's good. It's a good joke. Jeez. That is one of the nice things Facebook's got going on where it's the, um, you know, your memories, mm. whatever. And it's like, you know, what did you, what jokes did you make on this day over the years? And I'm like, oh yeah, of course I'd never remember any of these because you make them and they're gone. I'm like that still is good. Let me just re- <laughs> write that one down and refresh it and update it and change that to a more modern, uh, X-Men movie. And now here's the joke and there, there it goes. More modern X-Men movie. There's always, uh, there's always an X-Men movie. Always. That's how that's how you tell uh, different generations. Mm-hmm. It's a generational shift. Every every generation gets an X Men movie. Yep. This is how it goes. That was a joke I made on. Um, oh, really? Oh, the day, which was, no, I said every generation gets the Dark Phoenix movie they deserve. Oh, there you go. Is this generation going to get going to get a good one? I don't think there is a good one. Well, let me just say this: There's... What's the lesson? That's the problem. It's like, what's the moral? What's the angle? Mm. Here's the thing: you will certainly not get one if you are as dis as disconnected from the Jean Grey of this series as you, as as I am. Like I have, I think we talked about this before, and you said that she's been in more recent movies, and I'm I don't remember her. Mm. I literally do not remember her at all in the films. And it works in comics because she was a character that was established, yeah. you know, since the '60s and had a long journey, and so it's like if you know something happens, that's a big deal. But if something happens to this character we just met, I don't know, yeah. like five years ago? Yeah. You know, and like, what what happened? Well, she got really powerful. Oh, wow. So what happens then? Well, we got to kill her. What? <laughs> that seems like a horrible lesson. Like, yeah. I, I understand that's what it is in the comic. Yeah. And again, that's a comic from a very different era. And it's a common thing they do in comics, which is like a, a female character gets very powerful. And she's the Scarlet Witch or she's Phoenix or what have you. And now we got to kill her. She's gone crazy. Yeah. They did it with Invisible Girl as well. Yeah, you know, she's gone crazy. She's she's powerful. Um, this lady, you can't have that much power. A woman? Yeah. No, she's gone bananas. Kill her. It's like, well, that seems like a terrible plot. Uh, what 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 are you really trying to say with that? Uh, and I don't think they know what they're trying to say. They certainly didn't with the the last time they did it, which was, yeah, um, Jean was a little girl and she was really powerful, and Professor Xavier uh, didn't take it as seriously as he could have, and so he died. And then uh, she had to be killed by Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, because she was out of control? Yeah. Well, we never had to kill, like, Magneto, that guy who kills people <laughs> a lot. That dude who's got a lot of powers, you don't have to kill him? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 just just her. Yeah. Oh, that seems a weird thing to yeah. have to do. All right. <laughs> and then and then in later movies, they bring her back, and, and she's this weird corrupting influence on Wolverine, who's, like, basically trying to make him commit suicide. Like in dream sequences, that was oh. a thing that they had, like in oh, right? Wolverine movie. Like, well, what are you saying about her then? <laughs> What's that about? And it's like, oh, now we're bringing her back. Oh, and she's okay. Yeah. Oh, for now, that's, that's good. 
So what's going to happen with her? Well, we're not going to talk about her anymore. There's a new one. There's a new one. Okay, well, what's her deal? Well, she's young now. Oh, that's nice. What's happening? Oh, she's getting power. Oh, what's she doing with it? She got corrupt. We're going to have to kill her. Fuck me. <laughs> what, what, what are you thinking? What's this, what's this saying? What a weak vessel. Yeah, it's like you're just saying power, power corrupts because... Yeah. I don't know. I think like the whole, uh, you know, power responsibility thing is a better one or like a Superman thing of like, you know, Superman doesn't get murdered because he can like, you know, snuff out the sun with his breath. Why do we have to kill her? But it just seems like, yep, that gal, she's got too much uh, power. Mm. Gotta, she's a witch. Kill her. So you think it's a, a fear of women thing? Uh, yeah, from the comic, for sure. Okay. That was always a, that was always a thing with like uh, Claremont and Byrne and that kind of thing is like. You know, you'd uh, dress them up in dominatrix outfits and uh, give them a lot of give them a lot of power, and then uh, they'd always be. Excuse me. Sure. <coughs> I went down the wrong. <laughs> hey, hey, somehow. <clears throat> Excuse me, everyone. Somehow the the name dominatrix costume uh, brought about water going down my windpipe. Sure. But anyway, there go on with what you're saying. Sorry. No, I was just saying. Uh, I'm just gonna take another sip and also kill myself. <laughs> No, it just seems to be a thing that uh, that they do in comics is powerful women have to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, knock it off and there you go. I uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm of two minds. One is it's fear of women, which maybe that's, maybe it can still be that. But also it seems like the worst thing that can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got this beautiful creature, this delicate flower. She gets so powerful, she has to die. So sad. And, and also it, fear of women. <laughs> yeah, but it was also, in the comic, it wasn't even really about her. Yeah. It was about how this affects Cyclops mm-hmm. and everyone else. And like, but especially Cyclops, like, oh, my girlfriend's gone bananas. What am I going to do? Oh, she's killing people. There we go. I just don't know. Like, X-Men is, you know, what, at least what they're tr- they were trying to put forward was like, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's to be compared with being gay or like, you know, it's odd. It, it, it is because, you know, gay people don't, you know, then, uh, take over the Golden Gate Bridge and like kill a bunch of people. You know, yeah. that's the problem. It's like, if you consider, if you compare the two, it's like, there is an argument to fear them because yeah. every so often one of you guys yeah. murders that's like right. thousands of people. Yeah. So no, they're not wrong to that's be right. afraid. I'm like a gay person. I spit poisonous saliva. Okay. Yeah. I can see this one to one Egyptian <laughs> who's just like turning people to ash. I'm like, okay. I can see this as a one to one correlation. Yeah. Though. I mean, I can, if you if you do go with the idea that people hate and fear what's different, uh, okay, you can talk about prejudice with it, but that's yeah. not the definitely not the path they've gone down. No. And you know, it's not prejudice; it's common sense. If again, if you see Magneto doing, you know, yeah. taking over the Statue of Liberty and trying to kill everybody. Okay, fine. You know, it's there. So, like, what what is what is the X Men supposed to be? And I don't think they've ever really got it. They've gone, well, Wolverine's cool. Yeah. Okay. And and you're saying the movies haven't got it, or yeah, the comics didn't get it? No, the comics kind of. The comics just made it. Uh, whatever they're interested in that week, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, we like aliens, so we're gonna have a Broods saga. Yeah. Oh, we like to go to space. Okay, wait a second, we're gonna do. Uh, I just saw Chuds. We're gonna have like an underground race or oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay, Morlocks. I like. You know what's cool? Dragons. Okay, Kitty gets a dragon. Okay, <laughs> you know, it was just like whatever ideas they had and what was fun for them, they would do in the X Men. Yeah. And it like abandoned the whole prejudice. 
you know, uh, the the people, the they fight for the people who hate and fear them. <laughs> it's like, well, why do they hate and fear them? And they don't hate and fear the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like, why are they afraid of the guy who turns to ice, but not the guy who turns to fire? <laughs> why is that? Why are you scared of the beast, yeah. but not the thing? Yeah. Like, what's the damn difference? You know, it's like uh, this guy shoots uh, beams out of his like chest, and this guy shoots them out of his eyes. Yeah. You know, in a superhero world. Why, why do you care at all about the X-Men? And I don't think they know what the X-Men represent and what's their point. You know, why, what, what's, what, what are they? Mm. Mm, we don't get it. I mean, and, and I think like we were talking about this in the, in the car a little earlier. I think they missed the boat with uh, Quicksilver where he, I think, is one of your more interesting characters who is a guy who was, uh, kind of a loner staying at home, living in a basement who has an opportunity to be a hero and delights in being a hero. Loves it. Yeah. You know, there's that scene, and I forget which one of the movies we were trying to remember which one, where he rescues everybody in the mansion as it's blowing up. I think it's Apocalypse. And it's yeah. just like the best kind of superhero, mm-hmm. you know, moment of just like, and he's like saving dogs, and he's saving <laughs> fish, yeah. and he's actually gives a damn and cares. Yeah. And he he's doing it in a fun way. Yeah. And he's eating snacks while he's doing it, and he's just, yeah, you go like, boy, this would be fun to be this guy. Yeah. And everyone else, it's just a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, it seems like it's a... Ch- a- thing they have to carry like some sort of yeah. you know some sort of to where burden you end up with logan which you know again everyone loves and it's fine that everyone loves it but the whole thing there is like oh being a mutant is a is a nightmare it's just <laughs> awful it's awful your life is shit um xavier oh he was wrong he was really wrong and dangerous and uh needs to be put down and he's, you know, he's he, almost like he was Phoenix. It's just like, he's just a bad, you know, <laughs> just this, this is awful. He killed a bunch of people with his brain because, you know, it's like, well, then that wasn't prejudice. Then you were right to be afraid of yeah. the gentlest of them, yeah. of the best of them, killed a bunch of people accidentally with his brain because he couldn't control himself. Well, then what's your fucking message with these characters? Yeah. What's it mean? You know? Getting older sucks. Yeah, it is getting older sucks, yeah. and, you know, but you shouldn't be, give the older guy, you know, a machine gun that he can't control. Um, one of the greatest television shows of the last 50 years, Grimm. I had an episode with, with a character that was like, I can't remember what he's called, but basically his job was when the time came, he would go and end a Vesson's life because the Vesson, because of the, their nature, they become too dangerous when they can't control themselves anymore. Okay. And so in this show, that that was sort of the, the point of the show is the idea of this character who just sort of show up and gently put this, you know, this elderly Vesson to sleep mm-hmm. so that they weren't a danger to themselves or other people. And it's, it's sort of an interesting thing to think about in um, Logan, the idea of, yeah, of infirmity and affecting how you can control who you are, you know. Yeah. You know, you could... Be in an old age home and accidentally cough and and you know spit poisonous saliva on some poor unsuspecting yeah. person. And they have the they had a thing in like one of the movies where someone came up with a cure and it was like we can't have this cure because people uh, because that's that's you know it was like why 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 don't you want this and you had Storm saying you know this is just wrong that they'd want to cure us. And it's like of course you're a beautiful lady who looks normal, who yeah. just walk out on the street and be fine. Yeah, you, can control the, you can control the weather. Yeah. You're great. You know, but look over here at Nightcrawler, you know, <laughs> who's like stuck uh, this and can't like leave the house without people screaming. Yeah. You know, or someone who's got powers that are really, really dangerous, a la the guy who ends up killing a bunch of people with his mind. So it's like, yeah, you should, if you've got the cure, then you should like, okay, well, Xavier's getting older. 
and with a little needle in the arm, and he's still fine as a person. He's living his life. He just doesn't have the psychic powers that can kill people. Yeah. Great. Well, well, that was a problem solved. <laughs> done. Done and done. Yeah. Also, this really does take care of the Magneto problem. Done. Okay, now you're just a guy. <laughs> Which, it does happen to him, but he gets his powers back later. But, like, yeah, <sighs> done. Magneto. <sighs> yeah, that was the other thing, too, in that uh, in that first Dark Phoenix one where Xavier gets, like, killed. And you're like, oh, well, all right. I don't like that, but it happened. And yeah. then, like, it ends with... Uh, question mark? No, it ends with Xavier putting his brain into, or his mind, into a comatose person. And now he's, like, taken over that person. It's like, well, there's an ethical problem here. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge ethical problem here. I understand that person's comatose. Yeah. But, like, uh, you've taken over their body. That's not who you are. Did he give his permission? Like, is he an organ donor to this extreme degree? (laughs) And then, of course... After you've got that, you're like, well, I guess Xavier, the next time we see see him, is going to be this guy. Nope, he's just Xavier. Why? We're not going to say. Oh, <laughs> fuck it. Like, you don't even, no one cares. No one cares. And again, we live in a, we live in a post-Endgame world now where, like, the Marvel movies really do try. And they, and they try to say what they're about. And they try to have a message. And, they, and, and so... The kind of sloppity doppity X Men things. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. You can't do that anymore. The mm. game's been upped. So now you got to up your game as well. Let's do it. Let's everyone up their games. Like, nope, it's fine. We're just going to do Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> fine, fine. I did see that. It's not very good. It is not. Hey, it's Cyclock. Great. What's she doing? You know, <laughs> she wears a thong and and jumps around and mm. has a sounds like Cyclops a little bit, but she's not. <laughs> uh, she's got mind blades. Oh. All right, fine. I don't, don't remember that character either. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see. Uh, we may we may review it for um for our other podcast, uh, Fansplainers. Well, what show is that? What podcast is that? Sorry, it's called Fansplainers. Oh, Dave. and what is uh, Fansplainers? Fansplainers is where we uh, go do a deep dive into a movie and or two movies sometimes. Yeah, and uh, and give our give our thoughts and our fixes and what's right and what's wrong. And mm-hmm. uh, we've been doing a variety of movies, a lot of superhero movies, but our next one coming up is going to be uh, John Wick, uh, Chapter 3, Parabellum, and, yep. uh, because they're so so alike, uh, Booksmart as well. That's a good movie. Big, big, uh, there are, there is one similarity in there, and we talk about it in the, um, in the, in, in our show. In our show, The Fansplainers. Now, Dave, do you have any you, other, I, I, this is my, this is my tag for it. Do you know okay, what my tag is for go it? Ahead. Not sure what to think about that movie? Let us fansplain it for you. That's so, Okay. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, we'll workshop that. Uh, you've got another <laughs> podcast. What's that one about? Uh, I have another podcast called Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, which I do with my wonderful daughter, Mary. Mary often drops by my house, and we sit down together, and we record a little show just for you, everyone out there. We sit and listen to music, and we talk about it. We talk about what we liked about it and what we think about that music and why it's good and why it's bad or or whatever. We get into little little arguments sometimes because Mary doesn't like the 80s. And um, mm. we just, as of yesterday, this is Thursday, so on Saturday, as of three days ago, uh, our newest episode came out which is the continuation of our, our soul mixtape. Nice. So, yeah, there's some nice stuff on there. I, I um, put a lot of songs in there that I, I like a lot. So, so yeah, we talked about that, and uh, it was fun. Good stuff. Made some good jokes. Check it out. And we got we got a whole back catalog of uh, other stuff. You go to SneakyDragon.com. There's much yeah. of this. Talk about the Beatles. We talk about Tintin. We got podcasts about the Marx Brothers. Sick oh, my gosh. Cast. So many things. Uh, last week on the show, we, uh, we, we asked... Last a, week? Yeah, we asked a question. Okay. 
And that question was our question of the week. And it oh. was about uh, the question. The question? Uh, that we the asked DC last character? Week. Yeah, the question who was uh, Vic. Oh, what was his name? I want to say Vic Tabek, but that is not right out. Vic Morrow. There's uh, Victor Stone, but that's Cyborg. That's Vic something. Vic Tim. Yeah, it's, there's also there's also a woman who became the question later on. I forget. Oh, what's her name too? I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> over 50. Can't remember names. Um, question of the week last week was, what movie looked bad in the trailer but turned out to be good? Or conversely, what movie looked good in the trailer but turned out to be bad? Now, our friend Ed wrote us. Now, let's just say, uh, our website was down for about three days. Yeah, sorry so about that, So if everyone. you tried to write in and you couldn't get in, it's, you can still write in and... Uh, we'll, we'll tackle uh, this next time. We will, uh, we will do just that. So our friend uh, Ed uh, Dragansky uh, said, There's only one trailer immediately comes to mind for this week's question, Magnolia. Having been completely enthralled with Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights, Magnolia was his next film in line. When the trailer for Magnolia was released in 1999, I was completely sold. It was like a work of art to me. I watched the trailer over and over again. The fast cuts, the characters introducing themselves, and the music. The uh, Amy Mann music that sets the pace of the trailer. Then I rushed to the theater. Rushed, he says, uh, to see Magnolia. And I remember thinking it was okay, but nothing at all like Boogie Nights, much less penis. He didn't say that, I did. And certainly didn't make me feel the way the trailer did. The best thing the trailer did was inspire me to look into the music of Amy Mann, particularly the song Momentum, which is sung in the trailer. So I guess it sold me on that. That features um, uh, that features Patton Oswalt uh, as a guy in a tree. He was, okay. was a diver who got uh, 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 oh, sucked stuck up in a tree? and stuck, uh, stuck in a tree when it was mm. like a fire thing. And okay. um, he was, uh, he was told by Paul Thomas Anderson, you were the first frog to fall. Huh. Um, the other trailer that comes to mind, which was uh, classically shown as trailers, uh, used to be uh, shown after the feature film, uh, was back to the future. That's true. That is where trailers used to be. Trailers used to be after the movie, and they were to uh, shoo people out of the theater. Yeah. Like, get out. Here's a trailer for something you don't want. Get out. Um, which was Back to the Future 3. Since Back to the Future 2 and 3 were filmed simultaneously, Zemeckis had footage at the end of uh, Back to the Future uh, 2 to promote Back to the Future 3. I never saw this coming, and as much as I love Western films and time travel, I was on my feet when they showed it. Uh, The Silvestri uh, Western-themed flavor to the Back to the Future themes, music, Hill Valley in the Old West, uh, Indians, locomotives, and the image of the DeLorean being pulled by horses still makes me giddy. I guess I just love the large West uh, imagery and the juxtaposition of the characters trapped in the Old West. I still put this trailer up and watch it uh, for sheer enjoyment now and then. And if you go to SneakyDragon.com, uh, he has included both of those trailers there for you to look at. Huh. Yeah. Then he gets into a little bit of a talk about uh, Oz, because we talked about how uh, the Frank uh, L. Baum uh, Oz books might be good for uh, a television series rather than a movie. Uh, Thanks for reading my answer from the past week. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Uh, And you're right, Ian. I love hearing that. Oz would be great (laughs) as a series uh, that could take its time and be uh, told as it was in the Baum books. So many great characters, too. Jack Pumpkinhead. Mm -hmm. TikTok. I really like that guy. Wooden Sawhorse. The Shaggy Man. The Patchwork Girl. The Flying Gump. And, of course, the Educated Wogglebug. When you guys were discussing uh, witches in Oz, uh, remember there were other witches there besides the North, South, East, and West. Remember Mombi? I do not remember Mombi. 
but that sounds like an old sitcom from the 50s. I remember Mombi. <laughs> um, she was the witch who had imprisoned Ozma, the rightful ruler of Oz, inside the body of a boy named Tip. Uh, some people say that she was one of the first uh, trans characters in, in fiction because of that. She was also <laughs> the inventor of the power of life, which when sprinkled on anything, brought it to life. Thanks to her, we have Jack Pumpkinhead and the Wooden Sawhorse. Uh, and I still have the Oz Treasury Edition comic somewhere, too, that we talked about that DC and Marvel created together. And you're right. It was a great idea and a gem to any Oz follower back in the day. Yeah, it was a really good art. And uh, I used to love the just giant treasury-sized comics. That was just like a real treat. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I love those things. I don't remember that one, but uh, I remember others of that type. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have Joe Kubert's ginormous Bible one. Oh, how is that? It's Okay. I mean, it's mostly Genesis. Right. That's the one where Moses fights Sergeant Rock, right? Yes, you're correct. Sergeant Rock and also the ghost tank, whatever it's called. Yeah, the haunted tank. Haunted tank. Sorry. Almost got it, everyone. That comic I read in a barber shop one time, I remember that. Like a ghost tank would be the ghost of a tank. Mm-hmm. But haunted tank had like an old, um, I think. Confederate Army. Yeah, general. Weird thing. Yeah, that was weird. Why was he in a tank? Uh, yeah, how to get trapped they in have, that tank? Did they have tanks, and I, mean, I think they did have tanks in, war, in the Civil War, but I don't think they were anything like what we have mm-hmm. now. It just reminds me of like uh, one of the creepiest—not creepy as in the show was creepy, but the you know disturbing concept uh, was in the seventies, nineteen seventy-six. Actually, uh, there was the Funky Phantom, who was a uh, coward in the Revolutionary War, and okay. him and his cat hid in a clock. And they got trapped in there. They uh, died. Yeah. And then in 1976, uh, some teenagers who were mystery solvers yes. uh, opened it and uh, came out as a ghost with his cat, which means his corpse is still in there. <laughs> like his rotting corpse, both him and the cat. Well, I think he's done rotting by this point. Both him and the cat died of thirst, yeah. you know, in that clock. What a horror show. Sure. And then and, and their spirits trapped for, you know, uh, 200 years, mm. 200 goddamn years. And uh, he was very fey. And he was the funky phantom. He was very fae, really? Yeah. That's why he didn't like the war? No, no. He was just, he just was, that was his kind of character. Did he have that kind of like, the southern accent, sort of like a Dawes Butler southern? I don't remember that. He had like a weird little mustache and he was like an adorable chubby guy. Oh. So, you know, and then, and <laughs> then, but based, then his. Based on Truman Capote? That is a little bit, maybe. But then like that he died with his cat. It was just like, oh, this is rough. Mm. The cat didn't need this shit. He died with his cats on. I guess so. Yeah. But it was a celebration of the bicentennial, I suppose. Ghosts and things. And, and then they guess I they. I guess that's how they celebrated. I think they solved mysteries. Mm. Um, our friend, uh, Bob Mackey, uh, who's been on the show a couple of times, uh, does a podcast with, uh, his, his friend Henry, who did a link on, on his page to, uh, all the different, uh, Scooby-Doo, um, ripoffs. And my God, there's a lot of them. Very oh popular. my gosh! Very popular show. So many, so many teenagers solving mysteries uh, with dogs. <laughs> oh, it was a, it was a heady time. It was a heady time indeed, my friend. Now I can see you've got the heavy lids. I am getting kind of tired. You're right. Very I good. Am. So uh, I think we've, uh, we've, we've given the nice people enough, enough show. Um, do you have a question of the week that you would like to um, run by, run by the folks? Well, let's just keep it up with, with your question of okay. time travel. All right. If you could travel in time and not interfere. With time, where would you go? Past or future? So that's our main question. Our sub-question is, if you could do a drug with no consequences, <laughs> illegal drug. drug so icky. What, uh, what one would it be? I don't know why. And so uh, let's know that. I don't so, know why I find drugs so icky. What's remember that? They, my brother said it was because I was a chicken. 
but I'm not really a scaredy cat by nature. I do have a sensible sense of... Uh, I do think like if you've got, I don't know, my, my feeling was that I liked my mind and I wanted to keep it what it was. And, and having something that would alter it and that I couldn't reset it back to where I wanted it to be was bothersome to me. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, I also I always found smoking really gross. Yeah, it is kind of gross. I agree. Um, so hey, if you want to answer any of those questions or just talk to us, we'd love to hear from you. We're at sneakydragon.com. That's our website. That's where our episodes are. And you can like uh, put a little thing there in the message board. Uh, you look, look, and then underneath there's message board. Uh, write something. Hey, why not? <laughs> uh, hey, you know how you're on Facebook a lot. While okay, you're are there, you talking to me? Yeah, you. Oh. Uh, go on to uh, type in Sneaky Dragon. Okay. Go to our page. You can you can write us there as well. Look, uh-huh. I know what you're saying. How do I email you? I get it. All right, relax. <laughs> Let's get into it. Sneaky D at SneakyDragon.com. That's Sneaky D at SneakyDragon.com. What? Twitter? Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> at Sneaky underscore Dragon. Are you happy? Tumblr? Okay. SneakyDragon.tumblr.com. Are we good? Are we good? Is that enough ways? To... Dave's home number. Okay. 604. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but hey, if you do see Dave, um, challenge him to a game of spike ball. <laughs> That's not. How about washers? Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, is there anything that you would like to see us do on our um, 400th episode? Probably doing a video. Probably doing some video. Is there anything you want to see us do? Should we have a tournament of some sort? Spike ball tournament? Should we do something else? Uh, we're figuring stuff out as we go along. But if there's something that comes to mind, you uh you let us know i think people would just be pleased as punch just to s- see how we do the show all right which is really kind of boring everyone <laughs> sure. to tell you besides me, with... besides me choking to death on on water yeah nothing wrong with uh i know that's what they say you can drown in uh, just a tablespoon of water mm-hmm. if uh god doesn't like you oh that's well, how you know so that's how I, I i escaped though i didn't drown no you didn't because God favors you <laughs> boy and now of, you know what that calvinistic means you on can the show. never die well, you're immortal. Well, That's how it goes. Not, let's not get carried away. All right. But you're going to live longer than your 70s, so let's knock that shit off. Methuselah-like. What's that? Methuselah-like. Was he the longest lived? I think he was. At least he's trotted out there quite Noah, regularly. Noah lived a good long time as well. It sure was like did. into the hundreds. Yeah. but I think And he had one damn story to tell. <laughs> right? It was like, Everyone's oh, tired again of about the freaking ark. Yeah. All right. Two fine. by two, we get it. Ah, great. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I've been Ian. I've been Methuselah. This has been Sneaky Dragon. Uh, feel free to listen to one of our other many, many, many podcasts. Also, run Patreon if you want to, like, you know, it's up to you. We're not, no pressure. It's, it's up to you. Patreon. You can go. Okay. Bye. Bye.